Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. So Proverbs chapter 29 says, says this. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, someone shout vision. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Another translation says, um, my people perish. If people without vision, people without vision don't know what to do. So God is saying here in this translation, it says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. And so that's what Vision Sunday is. It's, it's seeing not what you see, but what God is doing. See, that's what Vision Sunday is really about. It's about seeing what God is doing. And, and I really believe the only way you can live a blessed life and walk in the blessing of God is being able to see, someone shout vision, is being able to see what God is doing. Uh, see, there is an invisible reality that we need to learn how to tap into. And so when we talk about Vision Sunday, what we're talking about is the plan of God for our lives. Do you know that our lives are connected with one another? Do you know that your decisions don't only affect you, they, they affect the person next to you? Do you know that your decisions don't only affect you, they actually affect the generation that is to come? And so I believe that when we see what God sees for our life, when we see what God is doing in our lives, we tap into the invisible reality. We can't ignore. Now, you can stay up there. If, oh, you got to go? You got to go? You got to go? You got to go? All right, we love you. Give it up for my good friend, Javi. He was trying to sneak. I was like, get over here. We love you, Javi. Thank you so much. Let's give it up for Javi one more time. Um, and so, and so, Here's what Jeremiah says, Jeremiah chapter 29. Look what it says. It says, if you, ever, if you ever were unsure of what God's plan, look what it says. I alone know the plans I have for you, plans to bring you prosperity and not disaster, plans to bring about the future you hope for. If you ever had any doubt of God's plans for your life, God tells you what it is not. He says it is not for disaster. In other words, God's plan for your life, is, uh, your life is not destruction. God's plan for your life is not poverty. God's plan for your life is not sickness. God's plan for your life is not ailment. God's plan for your life is not unforgiveness. God's plan for your life, here it is, is, is to prosper you, is to give you a hope and a future. Does anybody believe that there is a God in this house that has a plan for your life to prosper you, to give you a hope, and to give you a future? If you believe that in this place. Come on, make some noise and give God some play, praise. The thing about God's vision is, hear me, the thing about God's vision is, is it's, an in, it's interesting because I want you to write this down if you're taking notes. God's vision is revealed through a perfect picture but is delivered through packaged pieces. See, God's vision is revealed through a perfect picture. 
but it's delivered through packaged pieces. See, sometimes what you see in the unseen world is delivered to you in the seen world in a package full of pieces. I don't know about you, has this been you? Like, can we put this? Like, this right here is a perfect picture. Doesn't that look amazing right there? Woo! Perfect picture. But this is what God shows you. But this is what shows up at your doorstep. See, God reveals to you his perfect picture, but he delivers to you a package full of pieces. See, God's perfect picture looks something like this. Woo, look at that. Somebody's new office right here. God got a plan for you to prosper you. That's Kuhau headquarters coming soon. How many believe Kuhau headquarters are coming soon? See, but God will deliver it in your doorstep like this. See, God's got a vision for your life. God's got a plan for your life. It's to prosper you. It's to bless you. It's to see a hope in your future. But sometimes it's delivered through a package full of pieces. See, I got, got a plan for my life. God got a, a promise for my life. God told me I was going to have a six-pack. And so God's picture of my life looks like this. But how many know that God will deliver that picture in a package looking like this? And, and here's, here is the challenge. The challenge for your life is are you able to see the perfect picture through the treadmill and the weight machine? See, are you able to tap into what God is doing in this church community, what God is doing in your family? Are you able to believe for what God is doing in your husband's life when the treadmill shows up? And are you able to see the six-pack? For my wife's case, the, 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 the barrel. She's a chubby chaser. She says, I'm believing every cheeseburger at a time. He's going to get where I want him to be. See, are you able to see God's vision? Because God's vision is revealed through perfect, a perfect picture, but it is delivered through packaged pieces. And so maybe you're here for the first time and you say, what in the world did I just walk into? I want to let you know if you're here for the first time on Vision Sunday, um, this is a conversation. We are a church family that we love God and love people. And, uh, and you're here for the first time, but I want to let you know that today is really just a backstage pass for you. You're kind of like looking on the first date you get the 411 on everything that is going on. Can you imagine that? You go on your first, all my single folk, you go on the first date and you get the read, wow, download. So today you get, a, you get to peek behind the curtains and see what God is doing in our church community. And maybe you just got excited, oh man, today's Vision Sunday, it's not going to be a normal sermon and it's, it's well, I came to receive, I came to get blessed. And I want to be honest, today's message might challenge you. Maybe you've been coming here for some time, it's not your first Sunday, but you're still not a member of the church, but you're, you're, you're coming and maybe you want to make this your home and, and maybe you're like, oh man, you know, I, I was just loving coming to church. I, I come to church to worship and I love seeing the Filipino girl jump up and down and sing songs with the curly hair and I love seeing seeing the husky pastor sweat like a roasted chicken up there under those lights. And I just started liking this church. And, and now, you know, now i got to hear a message that might challenge me. But I just want to submit to you, maybe that you, maybe you came for that reason, but maybe God brought you here for another. Amen. And if, but this message is really targeted to those that call this your house. 
And, and what God wants to ask you today is, do we have a heart for, for the house? Do we have a heart for the vision that God has for our church? So this is your home. If this is the place that provides you spiritual covering, the, this is the place that you call your spiritual home. I, I want you to lean in today and hear what God has to say. And I want to start with giving you, see, we have a vision as a, a, we have a vision as a church, but God has given us a mission. Do you know that our mission is simply not to put pipe and drape up? Do you know that our mission is not simply to put lights up? Do you know our mission is not simply to put uh, 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 screens up? And do you know that's not our mission? Our mission is to change Staten Island. We, we could take this down. We could take this down. Our mission is to change Staten Island. So I want to read to you this. I want to read to you this. Uh, our mission statement and it's Kuhau exists to reach everyone we can with the good news of Jesus Christ that they may walk in the abundant life God has for them by loving God, loving people, and loving life. That is the vision of this church. That is the mission. That is why. See, all these other things, there are methods that are employed in order to achieve the mission. But the mission of God for Christ Uncensored is that we exist. The reason that we are alive as a church is to what? Is to reach everyone we can with the good news of Jesus Christ that they may walk in the abundant life, not a haphazard life, not an okay life, but walk in the abundant. Abundant. How many walk, want to walk in the abundant life that God has for us? And so we don't create this mission. We believe the mission of Christ Uncensored House of Worship is the mission of the church. It's the vision in Acts chapter 1 where Jesus, this is the inception of the church where Jesus sends out the disciples. And that's where the church started. And in Acts chapter 1, it says, but when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, read that, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he will be filled with, you will be filled with power. And you will be witnesses for me in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and in Samaria to the ends of the earth. See, that's what our mission statement is really covering, is that we are to reach everyone we can. See, the people that I'm reaching the people that you're reaching, I may never be able to reach. And it's not, it doesn't say that when the Holy Spirit comes upon pastors. <laughs> oh, you guys are having a good time. You just got to notify your face. But when you're, it says when the Holy Spirit comes upon pastors. No, it says when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It says you will go out and accomplish the mission that I have for you. And so for us as a church, I want to start getting to some of the details. For us as a church, we have a mission. And the way the Bible breaks it down is first is Jerusalem, then is Judea and Samaria. Then it's to the end of the earth. So each and every one of us have a mission. As a church at large, as a church together, we have a mission. And so the way we are accomplishing that mission is the way the Bible picks it out. I don't want to just create a mission statement and have, no, I believe the mission statement of our church should be the mission statement of God. We don't need to change that because that's the purpose that God created the church. And so Jerusalem first, that's inside, Judea, and to the ends of the earth. And so the way we do this as a, as a church, I want you to say these words with me. Say church expansion. That is our Jerusalem. That is our local initiative. 
our Judea and Samaria, everybody say community outreach. And the end of the earth is Compassion International. That is our global initiative. So say that with me. Say Compassion International. And so God is calling not only, again, not only the leadership in this church, but God is calling every single member here, everybody that has called this place their home, God is calling us to fulfill the Great Commission. God is calling each and every one of us. Again, I, there's people that I will never reach. Uh, Frank, I was talking to him the other day. Frank is in the music industry. And Frank is going to reach, I truly believe that Frank is, man, I feel the Holy Spirit even saying it. Frank is going to reach people in that industry. I, he needs to be in that industry because God is going to use him to reach people that are far from God to the kingdom. So he needs to be, we need to be out Side of the four walls of the church, not disconnected from the church, but operating from the church and reaching people. There are people that you are called to reach that I will never reach. Amen? Amen. And so <clears throat> I, I love it that our church, when it comes to stepping up from the, from the beginning of this church, this church has always rose to the occasion. So I, wanna, I want you guys to clap it up for yourselves because this is a church that steps up. This is a church that I, I love to, to, to speak about our church because I believe the hearts of our church is, is, is a generous church. And um, I just want to share some moments. Uh, three years ago, we, we left our, our home and we landed, or for three years rather, for three years we were in a place that sat about 75 to 80 people. And, and uh, we met there at 4 o'clock. Can you imagine we were having church at 4 o'clock? Some of you guys are like, I would appreciate that right now. <laughs> but, uh, but we were having church at 4 o'clock, renting from another. And, and I remember that it was, it was just a few of us when we first landed into that location, about 10 of us. And God filled that location. And when it came to rising up, I spoke to our leadership a year ago and I said, listen, God is calling us to step out of this location. God is calling us to step into a new location, a new location that's going to provide the needs that we need to grow, a new location that's going to provide for the needs of our children. Can we praise God for our children's ministry? Uh, 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 guess what? It's going to be uncomfortable because the place that we used to be at, we used to show up and have church. Like, yeah, that's what I do. Exactly, because you got to join a team. And when you, <laughs> we still do that. No, you just got to join a team. Right now, there are people that get here at 7.30 in the morning. So that some of us could walk in and have church. Come on, somebody. Right? So, so it, it, it took a, a team to say, man, I'm willing to get up a, a couple of hours early. I'm willing to take my day off to, to, to devote it to God so that other people that are far from God could get to know him. And so a year ago, guess what? We were in a different location and people stepped up and they gave of their time and they gave of their ability. Could we give God some praise for that? Come on. I'm proud to say that when it comes to stepping up, 30%, minimum 30% of our church today is serving in some type of capacity. Whether it's putting up pipe and drape, whether it's setting up the sound, whether it's having community groups, whether it's shaking someone's hand, whether it's making coffee outside, whether it's praying for the message that's being spoken about. There are about 30% of this church community that are serving in some capacity. There's some people that you never see on a Sunday, but they're serving throughout the week for people far from God can get to know them. Can we give God some praise one more time? 
Community group leaders, about 10 people this year alone, or 2017 alone, rose up and led a community group or hosted a community group. Um, Heart to Give Sunday, we, 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 we said we're going we're gonna to challenge the church, and, and we knew that it was a faith goal. And we said we, God put in our heart to raise $15,000, and guess what? The God that we serve not only meets our needs, but he exceeds them. And we not only raised the $15,000, we raised $15,500, and guess what? Not one penny came from somebody from the outside. Every single penny came from somebody from inside this church. So come on, come on, put your hands together, because this is a generous church. Thanksgiving, we were able to provide 20 families, 20 families that did not have a Thanksgiving dinner. We would provide 20 families Thanksgiving baskets. We would provide 14 children, 14 children that didn't have gifts with cerebral palsy. We were able to, guess who did it? The people in this church. Come on, let's give God some praise. And so, I just believe that God wants you to see today what he is doing. And that might take you not being able to see with your physical eyes, but with the eyes of your heart. And once again, I'll read Proverbs 29. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. And I believe that this church is most blessed. And it's most blessed because we attend to what God is revealing. Amen? Uh, there's a passage in scripture that talks about what God is doing and, and how Jesus invites someone. He invites someone to see, to see if they're able to see what he is doing before he does it. Did you know that? When you go to John chapter 6, and we're going to begin reading from verse 1. Look what it says. It's after this, Jesus crossed over the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias, And a huge crowd, many of them pilgrims, on their way to Jerusalem for the annual Passover celebration, were following him wherever he went to watch him heal the sick. Now, why were they coming to Jesus? They were coming to Jesus because they wanted to see him heal the sick. They weren't going to Jesus because they loved Jesus. They weren't going to Jesus because of Jesus' heart. They weren't going to Jesus because of Jesus' hand. But I love that because even though we might come to God for the wrong reasons, God makes sure that he reaches your heart anyway. Uh, How many of you know that sometimes you come to church for the wrong reasons, right? I came to church for the wrong reasons, but even in coming to church for the wrong reasons, God transformed my life. I did not come to church to encounter God. I didn't come to church because I, I felt like I needed God. I was coming to church because there were some pretty girls in the church. That's it. But now I realize that my type is Filipino Puerto Rican, curly hair. (laughs) And God got a hold of me. God arrested my heart in a youth service at 17 years old. And um, he says, so when Jesus went up into the hills and sat down with his disciples around him, Look, watch this. He soon saw a great multitude of people climbing the hill looking for him. Now, look, turning to Philip, he asked, Philip, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? Now, watch what verse 6 says. He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. 
That's so good right there because he, I can see Jesus. Like, you know when you know something about somebody, but they don't know you know it about them? You get a little like, you know what I mean? You, little, you know what I mean? You get a little Cardi B on them. Right? Like, you, you just know something. You know something, you know? You know, and, and I can see Jesus because I, I, I missed that the first time I read it because Jesus is saying, he's saying that he was testing Philip because, because he, he already knew what he was about to do. See, he wasn't testing Philip to catch him. He was testing Philip to, to see if Philip was able to see what he was about to do before he did it. And so Jesus is, he sees the need, Jesus initiates the conversation of generosity, and Jesus actually turns to Philip and he says, hey man, you see all them people right there? How are we going to feed them? How are we going to? And it says, he, he did that because he was testing Philip to see if Philip would be able to see the unseen. See, see, I think sometimes that we want God to resolve everything, but I think many times God is actually turning to us. See, God doesn't ask you questions to get an answer from you. God asks you questions to test if you know who the answer is. See, when God asks you a question, he's not asking you a question to see if you know what the answer is. He's asking you a question to see if you will declare who the answer is. And so he looks at Philip and he says, he says, Philip, do you see, can you see? And Philip was only able to see the need, but he was not able to see the provision, even though it's right in front of him. And so many times we go, we go to God and God is saying, no, you don't understand. The way the kingdom works is that you get to cooperate with God for the purposes that he has for this city. You get to cooperate with God to fulfill what he's planned for you. Do you know that God cannot just take, how many of you guys have prayed this? God just take, God just disappeared this love that I have for so-and-so. Take it away. And we want God to zap us, right? Boop. Uh, how many, God, fill these seats right now in the name of Jesus. Boop. That's what we want God to zap, wave out his one, and God is saying, no, the way that I work on earth is that I've given you all authority, all dominion, and I cooperate with you to walk in all that I have for this city. See, because many times we want poverty to, we think poverty is God's problem, but what if I told you that poverty is actually humanity's problem? See, the fact that there is poverty is not that there's an absence of God, that the the, the fact that there's a lot, there's poverty in this world, it shows that there's an absence of God's love in people's hearts. And we want God to strict poverty as long as it doesn't cost us stepping in out of our budget. See, we want God to take away hatred as long as it doesn't cost us forgiving someone that cuts us off in traffic. See, we want God to eradicate hate as long as it doesn't cost us gossiping about someone else. See, and God is saying, no, what you're turning for me for, I've actually empowered you to do. What you're turning to me for, I'm actually, I've given you the keys of the kingdom. Listen to me. He says, in Matthew chapter 6, he says, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. Not the keys 
to the kingdom, the keys of the kingdom. In other words, there's multiple doors that you can open when you operate under the keys of the kingdom. And God is saying, I, wanna, I want you to cooperate. I want you to cooperate with me so that you can see the unseen before it manifests. See, Jesus knew what he was doing. He just wanted to see if Philip was able to perceive it. See, and this is what Vision Sunday is about. See, Vision Sunday is actually about this. It's about you being able to see what God is doing before he does it and believing it. So God turns to Kuha today. And he sits down next to you and he says, Dios le bendiga, hermana, ¿cómo te está en este día? ¿Ya su nombre? Sheila. You wasn't raised in a Pentecostal church. ¿Ya su nombre? Gloria. Ay, sanda, va, la va, con dorobo. He turns and he parks himself right next to you as he sees and he says, Can you see? What I'm about to do in Christ, uncensored house of worship. Come on, if you can see what God is doing in this church, why don't you open up your mouth and make some noise in this house? Can you see the unseen before it manifests? So he tells Philip, he says, he was telling, in verse 6, he says, he was telling Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. And Philip replied, watch this, watch this. It would take a fortune to begin do, to do it. I think Philip's uh, answer is pretty practical, isn't it? Because Philip sees, see, Philip couldn't see what God was doing. See, see what you don't know if you never read this story is that Jesus, there was a young man with five loaves of bread and two fish. See, and, and, and what happens is, is that this kid gives up his five loaves and two fish. See, what I didn't realize is that Jesus knew that. See, because I get worried about what I don't know, but if you trusted in the one who knows it all, you would realize. And so here you have Jesus turning to Philip, and Philip's like, man, it will cost a fortune to do what you want to do. Oh, you still don't see the answer. You still don't see the vision here. See, what you don't know also, if you read this book, you would see that they're actually coming from a tour of miracles. And it's funny how God will show up over and over and over and over in our lives. But when we are confronted with the same situation, sometimes we're like, oh, God, I don't know how you're going to do it this time. <laughs> right? Like, I, 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 is, that, is that just me? Like, God has showed up in my life over and over and over and over and over again. And even when I'm faced once again in the same situation, I'm like, God, this is going to be a tough one for you. And God is saying, do you know how I am? Don't you, don't you see what I've done? Miracle after miracle after miracle. The Bible says at that moment there was a lame man that was, was, couldn't walk, and he started walking. And surely if God took the lame man that couldn't walk and made him walk, surely he can feed 5,000 people. See, the problem is that Philip was saying, this is not my problem. He says, send them away. Oh, my God, y'all not catching this. Philip says, send them away. 
See, but God was saying, see, I'm waiting for it to bother you enough that there are people that need food and you need to feed them. And it's not always literal. It's sometimes spiritual. There are people that need to hear the word of God here every single Sunday. Do you care enough to make it your problem and stop saying that it's God's problem? God is saying, do you care enough for the people that need to be fed? See, but write this down. First thing that God wants you to see, God wants you to see what he's calling you to accomplish in him, not what you're capable of achieving on your own. God wants you to see what he's called you to accomplish in him, not what you're capable of achieving on your own. See, he says, are you able to see it? Because Philip was so blinded by his capacity that he couldn't see what God was calling him to be the resolution for. I can't tell you how many times I was so blinded by my own capacity that I started forgetting that I was called to do this. Well, I'm not good enough. Well, I don't know if I can. But I was called to do this. But I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I have enough money. I don't know if I have the resources. I don't know if I have enough people. You don't need, if God called you to do it, guess what? If God will, if God gave you the authority to do it, if God called you to do it, guess what? You just got to learn how to walk in it. That's it. You just got to learn how to walk in it. So it would take a fortune. And many times, some of the things that we're going to discuss today, there are going to be some Phillips in the house. Pastor Ro, loco tu. Are you crazy? We're going to do what? We're going to feed all these people? Yeah, are you able to see the unseen before it manifests before your eyes? And God... And, and, it's going to cost a fortune. It's going to take so much. It's going to, man, they told, me, they told me that you can't start a church in Staten Island. You know that? I was advised not to start. They told me go to Brooklyn, go to New Jersey. They told me don't start a church in Staten Island because that is the cemetery of churches. I beg to differ in 2018 that there's a church of God alive and well today. And guess what? We didn't start with 100 people. We didn't start with 300 people. We started with six people. And two of them were my kids. Philip's response is a reasonable one. It's human nature. Our instinct is to hear what God has called us to do and then turn to our situation and say we can't do it. That's our instinct. That's our human instinct. It's like, see, because, see, how do you know God is calling you to do something? Because what God is calling you to do is impossible to do without him. <laughs> what God is calling you to do, see, if you're not living a life of faith, you're not living a big enough life. If you can achieve all your dreams by yourself, guess what? That's not your calling. Did you know that? Why? Because the calling of God needs to be not only funded by God, but empowered by God. And so I, I called up Moses and I said, Moses, uh, uh, did you see what God see? Did you, were you able to see what God saw? So I called Moses on the phone and Moses said, uh, no, I could only see that I couldn't talk. But what God saw was that I, through these words, let my people go, will set free a nation to walk into the wilderness and ultimately reach the promised land. See, I called up Gideon. I said, did you see what God saw? He says, no, I didn't see it. All I saw was 300 untrained men. But that's not what God saw. What God saw was 300 men that would win a battle 
battle without even having to strike. See, when, when I spoke to Abraham, Abraham said, I could only see that I was sterile and I couldn't have kids. But what God saw was that I was going to be a father of a nation and my generations will be blessed. And because I'm blessed, there will be a man named Jesus that comes into this world that saves all of humanity. And because of Jesus, now Ronnie's blessed. Because of Jesus, Danny's blessed. Because of Jesus, Sheila's blessed. See, I didn't see. All I saw that I was sterile and I couldn't have kids. But God saw each and every single one of you when he called Abraham. Do you see what God sees? See, when you see what God sees and you see that what he's called you to accomplish and not what you're capable to achieve, you're able to go beyond your ability. This is why 2 Corinthians chapter 8 says, For I testify that they gave me much as they were able. Now watch this. It's almost like a contradiction, right? It says, For I testify that they gave as much as they were able. That should stop right there. It says, they, I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. See, because when you give as much as you're able, you start tapping into ability that you don't have that's actually God's. See, because at the end of yourself is actually the beginning of God. And the sooner you get to the end of yourself, the quicker you'll get to where, oh, come on, somebody. I'm, I hope this is blessing somebody. If this is blessing you, give God some praise in this house. So I just, for this Vision Sunday, I want to make it crystal clear. What's the heart of Christ and Censored House of Worship? What's the heart of Kuhau? I want to make it crystal clear what our vision is. And I believe that God has given us a two-year vision. And there will be a two-year journey taking place. And um, I just want to be able to trust God's heart for this church. And the question is this. Can you see God's vision before it happens? So God turns to Kuhau today. And he's saying, do you see what I see? Because if you see what I'm doing, you have vision, and you will never stumble all over the place. And so the first thing I want to cover here is church expansion. Everybody say church expansion. Church expansion. Like I said, on February of 2017, I sat before our church, and I said, we're going to step out. And let me tell you, it brings me great pleasure to be able to see that we are in a place that is a size bigger than us. But you know that when you're a child and you're growing, mama and daddy always bought your sneakers two sizes a size out. Why? Because they didn't want you to stay stuck and shrink. They wanted your feet to grow. And some of your feet grew way more than it should, but that's besides the point. Some of you guys got a six toe and it's just a bunion, but that's besides the point. But God has given us a shoe size. <laughs> It's not the time to be transparent. Um, God has given Christ Uncensored a shoe size bigger so that we can grow in all that he has for us. So I believe, I believe, I believe, I need you guys to, to get excited with me. I believe that in the next two years, hear me, I believe that in the next two years, we will fill this place to capacity. And we will not only fill this place to capacity, we will fill this place to capacity so that we can enter into a second service. And in that second service, we're going to fill that church into capacity. Guess what? We clapping and we praising God. Can we praise God a minute? 
But it's going to take every single person here, not just Pastor Roe, not just Pastor Lisa, but it's going to, not just Frank, it's going to take every single person here that says, oh, this is my problem. I'm going to reach somebody for Jesus today. This is my problem. I'm going to make sure I bring someone to church today. This is my problem. I'm not just going to eat and get fat. I'm going to go and reach out people. I'm going to go and bring them to church. Come on, if you believe that in this place, give God some praise all over this room. So we're going to fill this place through the mission of God and through the method of our church. Not only that, I'm excited to announce this is something that I've struggled with for many years, but this is something that I really believe God is saying for our church. That within the next two years, not only we're going to fill this place to capacity, not only in the next two years are we going to go into a second service. Someone shout 9 o'clock for the early folks. Um, oh. <laughs> two people are morning people. The rest of us are saved. Maylene's going to preach in that service. <laughs> so we're going to have two services at the end of 2020. And, um, but not only that, I really believe that at the, at the end of 2020, God is going to do such a move in this church community. That we're going to enter not just an English service, we're going to enter a Spanish service. Can we give God some praise? <laughs> Dios, tengo un nuevo amor. Yeah, I ain't ready for that. And so this is what God is saying. Do you see it before it manifests? Do you see the, per the see some of you are sitting next to an empty seat. But do you see it filled before it happens? Do you see it before it happens because God didn't just put me on the assignment. Do you know that only 6% of church attendance has to do with the pastor? Statistically, and I brought half of you guys here. I'm just saying. So I'm, I'm way above 6%. I'm just saying. I'm at like 50%. I brought Frank, and everybody Frank brought, I get credit for that. <laughs> so 6% belongs to the pastor. The rest of the church, it lies on. It wasn't just Peter preaching, it was everybody else. So if you don't have a bigger circle, then you need to make more friends and start talking to them about Jesus. You need to get like Sheila gets on that ferry and starts preaching, telling people, listen, you got to go to my church. Amen? Amen. We're going to enter a Spanish service. Another thing that we're going to do within the next two years, by the grace of God, we've given the opportunity to upgrade this, this auditorium. And so we are going to be a blessing to this church. When we left 11 Olympia, we left it better. And when we leave this place, we're going to leave it better than when we came in. Because that's what we do. That's what we do. And so by the grace of God, we're going to upgrade this auditorium. And by the grace of God, again, why are we doing this? Are we doing this so that we can have a nice, oh, cool for Instagram? No. You know why? You know why we do this? Because there's someone's child that is addicted to drugs in Staten Island that needs to hear Jesus. Because there's someone that is sick and that needs to be healed. See, so, see, it's not personal until somebody, some, something happens in your life where you're like, okay, my family needs Jesus. My uncle needs Jesus. Guess what? The reason that we are going to reach people far from God is because God has called each and every one of us. And it's going to start with our Jerusalem. It's going to go into our Judea and Samaria. And it's going to go to the ends of the earth. And starting with church expansion, we're going to celebrate every single life that gives their life to Jesus. Jesus in this place because it might be your mama, it might be your
your daddy. It might be your cousin. It might be your mother-in-law. It might be your father-in-law. They need Jesus too. Come on, somebody. Look what Jesus says. He says, in the same way, Luke chapter 15, in the same way I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who changes both heart and life than over 99 righteous people who have no need to change their lives and hearts or their hearts and lives. God is saying, do you see all the prodigal sons walking in through those doors? Let me tell you, I can't tell you how God has used this church. I, um, I, every, I'm looking at faces here, and I'm just like, my God, I, I see the faces here. And I can only give the testimonies of maybe the people I've, I've interacted with and spoke to. But this church has been such a blessing to so many people's lives, including myself. I cry sometimes of the blessing that God has. I guess some of your text messages, and man, they come right spot on, and they bless my life, and they encourage me, and they keep me moving forward and moving on. And, and I can't tell you how many people have been blessed by this church community. There's some of us have been married in this church. There's some of us have dedicated our children in this church. There are some of us that have discovered our purpose in this church. And guess what? That's the way God blesses you. It's through his church. Everything in the ancient world began with his church, with his bride. And I, again, I look at the faces. I look at Jenny. Jenny wasn't serving a God. And in a small community group, I remember making a small little altar call and Jenny gave her life to Jesus. We got to see her baptized. And now she leads our children our children's ministry. She is the director of our children's ministry. I look at I look at my wife. Y'all don't know my wife. She's she was Tasha Cobbs today here, but let me tell you, she was she was Cardi B back in the day. And I'm just Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. Y'all know Pastor Lisa. I know what's up, Walla. Y'all don't know. I was discipleship. I was like prayer, intervention, deliverance. But how many thank God that she got saved through this ministry? Come on. Again, I look at Frank and, and all that. Y'all got to hear Frank's testimony one day. I look at Frank and I used to work with Frank for two years and I would invite him to church and, and Frank would just nod his head, shake his head, but never showed up. And one day we, got, we encountered each other outside of a gym. It just happened. We, we had no plans to meet him. And guess what? He was there the next Sunday. He tried it out. He was like, all right, this is pretty good. He came in the next day. Guess what? Guess what happened the next time? He came with his... His, his, his fiance, because they weren't married at the time, came his fiance. His fiance liked it. Now she likes it more than him. And I'm just like, I'm like, my God, what's. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. I can see each and every one's faces here and, and see what God has, has done. Um, and so God is celebrating every single life. 96 people was our highest attendance last year, but this year and the next two years, I believe we're going to triple that. 27, 27 uh, Kuhau kids was our highest kids uh, rate, but I believe we're going to double that. That means we're going to hit a, a whole lot of Spanish people, a whole lot of... We had 12 baptisms this year, I believe, uh, 2017. I believe this year and the next two years, we're going to triple that with no problem. Do you have a vision for this house? And so Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. This is in John chapter 6, verse 8 now. It says, the youngster here with five barley loaves and a couple of fish. But what good is that with all this mob? See, there's a difference between 
people that don't believe it can happen. But then there's a difference between people. There's people that don't believe it could happen. And there's people, because they don't believe it could happen, they're not willing to make it happen. And then there's the Andrews, that they're willing to make it happen, but they can't see how it will happen. See, there's the Andrews that they, they can't, they're like, I don't, we don't got what it takes to make it happen, but I believe that all Jesus needed was one willing soul that says, I'm giving you my five loaves and my two fish, and I'm not going to ask any questions. I'm just going to see what you're going to do about it. And the Bible says because this kid gave five loaves and two fish, there were thousands of people that ate that day. Amen? And so I want to give you a picture of Kuhau Kids. Can you see? Uh, I believe within the next two years, 20 18, 2019, and at the end of 2020, that we're going to be able, right now what we're looking to do is we're looking to purchase a new kids curriculum to give our children the absolute best. Why? Because we're going to be targeting families. I believe that if the enemy can destroy the family system, he can win the battle. But guess what? If the enemy cannot destroy the family system, because there's a ministry that's saying we're going to, pr we're going to pour into our children. Guess what? They're not learning God in our schools. This is the only place and in your home that they will ever learn about God. And so we're going to purchase a new curriculum. Uh, we're going to have more school programs. We're also going to buy every single child in this church a Bible. Can we praise God for that? We also want to, we want to have permanent staff members in our church for our kids. Kid, people that will devote themselves solely to our kids. So we want, come on, help Jenny out here. Yeah, yeah, she's taking care of our kids. <laughs> Amen. And so can you see what God sees? I believe in the next two years that we will be able to have a zip code in every single, we will have a community group in every single zip code. Do we have that? One community group in each zip code in Staten Island, beginning in the North Shore. And so, again, if you're, if you're saying, okay, I'm going to do my part, Pastor Roe. I want to I get trained to host a community group. We want you to sign up for Guest Connection so that we can begin to open. How many, how many zip codes are there? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12 zip codes. How many believe that we can have 12 community groups within the next two years? Come on. If you believe that, give God a praise in this house. So it's not... It's, it's, our, it's our church expansion. Now, everybody say community outreach. And I want to give a round of applause who's someone who's taking up that initiative, which is, gonna, is Sheila Santiago. And she's taking up. And so for our church, we're going to have four major outreaches a year. And so our first outreach is going to take place. Uh, it's going to be our Easter egg hunt. We're going to have it every year. Uh, this year, we're going to have it indoors. But next year, we're going to have it outdoors so that we can reach the community in Staten Island here in St. George. We're also going to have our back to, to the beach. Do we, do we have the... So we're going to have our cool out Easter egg hunt. We're going to have our back to the beach. We're going to have our back to school outreach. We were able to reach 200 people last year. And we're going to have our women's shelter outreach. Can we praise God in this house? And um, we also will be having the third Saturday of every month, starting in May, 
we will have an outreach where we will go out into the community and give out bottles of water. And, and as we give them bottles of water, we're going to believe that it's going to be the living water that they're going to partake in. And they're going to ask, well, what's this for? We say it's the love of God in a practical way. That's it. Last year, we were able to bless two th- people with 2,900 with helping hands and hurricane relief. Can we praise God for that? And um, one of the things that's very special to our church is children. And how many of you guys know that there are children that need to hear the gospel? But before they can hear the gospel, they need to be alive. And in, in order for them to be alive, they need to be sustained by the church. And there's a lot of children that are dying and they can't hear the gospel. And, and again, I want to take it personal and I want to say that's my problem. I'm not going to say that, oh, that's someone else's problem. I want to be able to say one of the things that this church does is that we give away 10% of what comes in. And last year we did 10%. We want to do 11% and begin to grow to 12% and 13%, et cetera, et cetera. And so I just want to cover some of our sponsors that well, we sponsor, right, through Teen Challenge. Um, we also sponsor through Teen Challenge, Hugo Ministry, and the Salvation Army. And guess what? That's all you guys. That's all every single person. You get to be part of it. And what we want to do within the next two years, currently we sponsor five children. Can we put that up, the picture of the five children? We currently, we want to raise that. We want to quadruple that within the next two years. It's very important that these, I mean, they write letters to us, and Sister Fran help, uh, helps us write letters back to them. But these kids are blessed that there's a church in Staten Island that they don't personally know. But the, because we are investing in their lives, they're able to have a future. And so this is Mercedes, Query, Alexander, him and I, and we got Karina. We got two Karinas in this church, one that sits with us and one that does it. Amen? And uh, this, this, within the next two years, everybody say 2020. We want, I believe, I'm, I'm being modest in this goal, but it's a faith goal nonetheless. I believe that we will be able to sponsor at least 20 children. Amen? How many believe that with me in this house? See, you might say, you, might say I, you know, I don't know where my money's going. I don't know the church wants my money. The church don't want your money. I'm going to tell you that right now. The church don't want your money. You know who wants your money? Target. You know who want, they don't care about your soul. They don't care about investing in other people. They don't care about, oh, how, how's your heart? How's everything? How, uh, how's your day today? They don't really care. Right? But they want your money. But we don't have a problem with H&M having our money. We don't have a, I don't shop at H&M because I, I don't fit. Not yet, not yet. Not yet. The vision is focus. Treadmill. Right? Right? My wife shops at H&M all the time. But, but they don't care about my wife. They just want her money. Guess what? The church doesn't want your money. They just want you to be obedient to the call of God on your life. And the call of God in our life is to be generous and not live within all our means. That's the call of God on our life. Amen? Uh, and so we want to be able to sponsor 20 kids. And, and, and uh, I want to show you one video of, of Compassion International is the ministry that we sponsor our children through. And this is a ministry that is a very reliable, very credible ministry. We've been in relationship with them since the infancy of our church. And so this is a ministry that we are trusted in. And I, I want to show you this, this short video of what God can do in one child's life because of your generosity. Mi papá gana 20 dólares a la semana. Este es mi clase y son 20 alumnos. Yo vivo aquí con mi mamá. 
con tres hermanos y cinco hermanas. Suru compacho. Suru compacho. I met Jesus. I met Jesus. I met Jesus en Now. I'm not broke. I'm not broke. I am not alone. I'm not desperate. I'm scared. I am safe. I am loved. I am smart. I am special. I love peace. I have love. I have Jesus. I have Jesus. Amen. And that's what we're able to do as a church. And um, praise God. Uh, I believe that we can do all these things. And what we want to do now is we wanted to get into some numbers. We want to get into some finances of the details of our church. And we trust God, but we also trust in you. Amen. And so I'm going to ask um, Jenny Kayuch, who is our fin finance team leader. And uh, she's going to share some numbers with you guys. Amen. Let's give it up for Jenny. Come on. How, how's everybody doing today? Let's get excited again. Vision Sunday. Um, I had to play that video right before I go up. Man, kids touch me. Um, guys, so today we want to be transparent. We've always been about being open with our church about who Ku How is, what our heart is about. And not only um, just for each other, but for, like what we've been saying is for those people on the outside, everyone else that we want to see fill these seats. So we're just going to go through some numbers, guys. We're going to go through the finance, um, what, we, what we went through in 2017. I'm going to start with that, if we could get the slide up. So for 2017, our financial total, we're going to go step by step, 72,207 is what we collected through Givelify. So that's that awesome little app that most of us use. This is what we were able to um, bring in through Givelify, and that represents 46 givers. Through our envelopes on Sunday, we were able to bring in $12,815, and that re represents 29 givers. Our total for 2017 was 85,022. Let's give it up for that number, guys. And we just thank you guys. You know, we, we wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. I know you guys don't always hear about what happens in the background. We try to be as open with what we're doing here at Christ Uncensored. But this is like, this is all you. You know, give it up for yourselves. Give it up for the heart and the faith that you have placed in, in Jesus and allow this to happen. And we thank you because it shows in all the things that we've been able to do. So when it comes down to the average, that's a total of $6,285 that we bring in monthly. And then I'm going to go into our monthly overhead. So we bring in $6,000 and our monthly overhead is $5,704. Okay. So now we're going to go into what that includes, the $5,000. So it, it includes housing allowance, the church rent, church vehicle, and we believe in giving. So we're not a church who believes in we're just going to receive and we're not going to give out. Our tithe is very important. So we also give 10% of, of what we bring in. And then it's broken down into these things. It's Teen Challenge, Helping Hands, Compassion International, GC Missionaries, and Salvation Army. Amen. <laughs> we also have computer software, our Sunday maintenance. 
We also, um, we love to bless our volunteers that come here. Pastor Rose said we have volunteers that are here from 7.30 in the morning to make these Sundays happen. So we're very grateful to you guys. We do our volunteer breakfast once a month. We would love to increase that as well, but this is what we're doing right now. Our musician stipends and our child care for volunteers. Okay, and then we're going to go into, this doesn't include, so the $5,000 that we're spending right now, that is our overhead, doesn't include some extra stuff that we do during, during the month or things that come up. So some of those things are community group curriculum. So every, I think we're doing it every quarter, right? So we have to purchase the curriculum for each group as the groups grow because we're believing that our community groups will grow, right? Amen. Amen. So, you know, the, the, the expenses of that is going to increase. So it's community group curriculum, Kuhau pens, Kuhau keychains, first-time visitor bags and materials and honorariums to people who come preach at Kuhau. So we are believing that God is going to increase our, our faith in our giving, and we would love to see this number grow to $10,000. We're believing in a God. We, we know that he has brought us here. We know, most of us know where we started, where there was only a group of us. We would never think that that number would be possible, but we have placed our faith in God. We have been a faithful, a faithful people to him, and we know what he's capable of doing. So we don't want to limit God, never. <laughs> and we know that he's going to do the impossible, because that's the God that we serve. So with $10,000, this is what we want to see, you know, what it's going to be able to do. So we want to remodel the auditorium. We want to sponsor 20 children through Compassion International. We want to increase our missionary support. We want to feed more families through Helping Hand. Hire staff for our Kuha kids. Yes. Woo! <laughs> we want to hire a musical director. We want to revamp our Kuha kids ministry. We want to fund our outreach initiatives. And we want to provide a working budget for each individual ministry. Amen, guys? So we want to see that happen, guys. And we're going to be faithful, like I said. We're going to believe in God. We know what he can do. And we just have to praise God for what he's done, see his vision, and just place our trust in him. Amen. Thank you, guys. Come on. Can we give it up one more time for Jenny Cayuch? And so when we look at the $10,000 that the church needs to operate at optimal capacity, it's, it, it kind of looks like, oh, Philip, God, how, how is that supposed to happen? And, and if we do the calculations with every member that is employed in our church, do you know that, that we will exceed this number? Do you know that if every member in our church says we're going to walk by the principles of God and we're going to give our tithes and our offerings, do you know that we will exceed that number with no problem? So God is turning to Kuhau today and saying, do you see what I see? Because if you can see what I see, you will receive what I have for you. Can we give God some praise in this house? And so we have a faith goal as a church. Every year we come together once a year and we say we're going to give God our very best. Last year we said we were going to come together as a church and give God our very best offering. And that offering was $15,000. And like we said, when we raised that money, not only did we exceed, uh, not only did God meet our needs, but we exceeded that by $500. And, and we prayed as a church community. We also prayed of the leadership in this church. How many of you guys trust the leadership in this church? Amen? 
eight people. We've got to do a better job, guys. Um, eight pe <laughs> but um, our church community, we came together and we sought the heart of God. And we believe that God gave us this amount. And he said, these are the five loaves and the two fish. And so we're going we're gonna to be raising, I believe, on Heart to Give Sunday, $25,000. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. And let me tell you, I promise you, if I'm, I'm not telling you this for any selfish gain. My salary is not going to increase, all right? Uh, it's not going to. Everything that is received is going to go right back to the, the purpose of God's plans for this church. Amen? Amen. And so, 20, again, is it impossible? No, it is very possible. It only takes 25 people to say, I, I, I need that right there. I you, know, you know why that happened, right? Because I'm losing weight. Me estoy poniendo flaco. It only takes 25 people to say, I'm going to give $1,000. I'm not giving you an amount to give. I'm not giving you an amount to give. I'm asking you to pray about it. Maybe, maybe for you it's not 1000 For you it's 50 people giving $500. So I don't want to say this is what God is calling you to give. This is what you need to give. This is what you need. No, I'm asking you to pray and ask God what he wants you to give for Heart to Give Sunday. In the same way $1,000 is a lot for one person, $1,000 is not a lot for another person. And so God is saying, that's simple. That's 25 people. And guess what? As your pastor, I would not normally do this, but my pastor recommended me that I do this. So I'm going to be honest and I'm going to share it here with you guys today. Me and my wife decided, and when I say me and my wife decided, a lot of it was I had a conversation with her without her. That ever happened to you? Like, I thought we spoke about this, but we said we're going to exceed what we gave last year. Last year, we gave $1,000 just to say we're going to be one of the people that give $1,000 in this church. I'm never going to ask you something that I'm not willing to do. And so me and my wife, we're going to take our finances in this year. We haven't settled the, on the amount yet, but we know this, that it's going to exceed what we gave last year. Amen. And so uh, you know for sure that there goes $25,000. You got $25,000. That means there's only 24000 that's left to raise. Can we, can we praise God for that? And so can we see the unseen? Luke chapter 12 verse 33 says, you will, be, you will be storing Oh, This is the only way you can keep your riches from being lost. You will be storing up treasures in heaven that last forever. forever. Thieves can steal that treasure and moths can't, um, thieves can't steal that treasure, and moths can't destroy it. Your heart will be where your treasure is. Catch this. How many times have, has somehow the money that you've spent, you've just seen it withered away? It's like, it, it's like, where did that go? Guess what? When you invest in the kingdom, God says, I do more with the small five loaves and two fish than you could ever do with more than that. And God says, this is how you store up treasures in heaven. What is he saying? He says, you need to sow up treasures in heaven. How do I store treasures in heaven? How do I store treasures in heaven? Because you can't see heaven. That's right, because you sow into the unseen. See, I, I got to sow into the kingdom before I see the kingdom manifested. 
See, I gotta be, I gotta be able to say, I'm gonna store up treasures in heaven in 2018. That means that I'm gonna sow, sow towards a bigger cause. That means that I'm gonna sow towards families being changed. That means that I'm gonna sow towards children hearing the gospel. That means I'm gonna sow towards children being adopted in another country. That means that I'm gonna sow towards orphans, orphans receiving some help. Guess what? You saw the, you saw the amount that was collected last year, right? And you saw that uh, there was a, most of us give through Givelify. But if you look at the number, that was 46 people. That was 46 people. I believe the 46 people are here today. I don't know who gives here. I don't want to know who gives here because I don't want to treat, I, I don't trust myself with that information. I don't want to treat someone better than someone else because they give more or they give less. I don't know who gives here. So as far as I'm concerned, the 46 people that give here are here today. Give it up for the 46 people here. And so, and so, can you imagine if every single person did that? Woo, my God. My God. Let me tell you that Staten Island won't know what's coming to it because they told me what Christ Uncensored is trying to do. We need to stop trying to do it in Staten Island because it doesn't work in Staten Island. And my answer to 20 pastors was this. I'm not, building the church to, I'm not building the church of today. I'm building the church of the future. And so your children are the ones that are going to reap and benefit for what God is doing at Christ Uncensored House of Worship. And so here's what we're asking, and we're, we're, we're done here. And, and, and guess what? We're not going to ask you for an offering. We already collected the offering. Okay? But here's what we want to do two things. Number one, I want to I give you guys, well, what do I do? What's my next challenge? What's my step up, right? I want to give you a step up. Maybe you're here today, and... You're a non-giver. You don't give at all. And, and what, as your pastor, maybe you don't give a penny. As your pastor, this is what I'm saying. Hey, would you willing to take one step up? I'm not asking you to, I'm not asking you to, I'm not asking you that. I'm asking, if you're here today, if you're at ground level, and you're a non-giver, you don't give to Christ Uncensored House of Worship. This is what I'm asking you. Give something. I'm asking you to move one step up and begin giving something. But maybe you're here today. Maybe you give, you know, a couple of dollars here, a couple of dollars there. And maybe God is telling you today, God is saying, hey, you've been doing that for a while now. Now it's time to take the next step. What if you took the next step up and you said, you know what? I'm going to start being faithful in offering at least. I'm going to be giving I'm going to be giving, I'm going to move one step up. Maybe you give your offering here, here and there, and, and you're an offering giver. And God is saying, I want you to take one step up and start trusting me in the tithe and in the offering. What does that mean? That you take 10% of what God gives you and you give it back to God. There's plenty of people in this church that do that, but there's a lot of people that don't do that. And again, it, it, for me, I don't ever tell anyone to tithe. I'll tell you before, the presence of God as your pastor, I've never told someone to tithe because it benefits me. I haven't got a raise in three years. Come on. It doesn't benefit me. You give more, it doesn't benefit me. You give more, I'm not getting a new car. It's to expand the kingdom of God. And so maybe you, you, you haven't tithed, and maybe you make $600 a week, or maybe you make $700. Maybe you just make $400 a week. And God is saying, just take 10% and give it back to God. Fill out an envelope every single time you get a paycheck and give it to God. Go on your phone, uh, download the app, give through Givelify. But maybe you are a tither, but you just tithe. 
I want to let you know that the tithe is the beginning of obedience. But when you start being a generous giver, you don't just live by obedience. You also move into obedience and the opportunities that God has you to be generous. So what does that mean? So I, I not only tithe, I give above and beyond the tithe. Maybe God is saying, you tithe, but give 1% more as your offering. See, the tithe is actually you digging the soil, but the offering is actually the seed planted in the soil. See, because the tithe doesn't belong to God. The offering, the, see, the tithe belongs to God, but the offering is actually you sacrificing unto God. So maybe you're a tither and that's all you give, your tithe. You just give 10% of a God, but God is saying, hey, would you be willing to take one step up? And if, you're a tithe, and if you are a tithe, tither, if you tithe and give offerings, all I'm asking you to do is, all God is asking you to do is be consistent. Be consistent. Be consistent in your tithing and be consistent in your offering. Amen? Amen. Let's give God some praise today in this house. I'm going to ask our host real quick. We're going to do something we've never done in this church, but I believe that this is a God thing. And, and, and again, 90% of our, our money goes through um, our wealth is in assets and stuff and, and things. And, and um, if you budget it in your, in your, in your week... And you said, I can't do this. But what if you revisited your finances and says, maybe I could? What if it, it, it might cost you not having, I, I'm not against going out to eat, but the monthly average of families eating out is $600. That's the monthly average. $600 in eating out. Here's what I'm challenging you. What if you didn't spend $600 and you just spent I'm not saying go, don't go out to eat, but what if you're more econom economical with your finances in order to expand the kingdom, not expand your belly? Hallelujah, holla back, somebody. Are you hearing me? I know, that, I know we're a little bit over, but it's, it's going to pay off. Hear me. What if, what if instead, instead of buying $300 worth pairs of sneakers, you bought a $100 pair of sneakers and said, I was going to tithe the rest, so give it to God? What if what God was calling you to do might challenge you to change your lifestyle a little bit? What if instead of spending $6 on a coffee in the morning, you spend $2 on a coffee in the morning and you save the rest to give it to God? You see how practical it is? Is this blessing someone? Am I helping some? I might help your finances. So I, I want to be honest. God is waiting for you to get some of those financial things in order so that you can get married one day. Oh, y'all ain't going to hold me out on that one, all right? <laughs> See, I don't want to give if it doesn't change my life. I want to, I love it. I was a, we're, teaching, we're teaching our next generation, that's beautiful, that we're a live church and we praise God, amen? Um, so, yeah, what if, what if, see, it's, it's, it's different amounts for everyone, but it's equal sacrifice for everyone. And what God is calling us to do as a church is not going to include 75% participation. God is calling 100% participation. If you are in this room today, let me tell you, I believe that God is using my mouth to speak to your heart. And he's saying, are you willing to be obedient to me? And so what we're going to do as a church is that our ushers are going to come and our worship team, you could come to the front. But... Um, we want to give you, we want, we believe that we're going to lead the way in generosity in this church. And so we want to put today, 
here's, here's what we're going to do. We want to put an envelope in your hands. And the envelope is not asking you for money. The envelope is actually giving you money. In this envelope, leave it there. In this envelope, there are $5. And these are the rules. Number one, you cannot spend it on yourself. <laughs> That's number one. And, and you can't reject it. Receive the envelope, please. Do not reject the envelope, please. Receive the envelope. Because God's going to use that envelope for you to be generous in someone else's life. And so the two rules are simple. You cannot spend it on yourself, and you cannot give it back to Kuha. Okay? <laughs> Ruin some of your plans. We're just going to sew it back into the kingdom. No. No, no, no. We want you to be generous towards others. Some of you guys are freaking out right now. I've never been to church and got money. They always took my money. But we want you to receive these $5 and bless someone with it. Bless someone with it. And so ask the Holy Spirit how you can bless someone else. Maybe you want to pay for someone's coffee. Maybe you just want to buy someone something. Whatever it is, bless someone with it. Bishop's like, I got $5. Look at Bishop. <laughs> so you cannot spend it on yourself. And number two, you cannot give it back to Kuhau. And so I'll leave you with this as our worship team gets ready to worship. And Odin, you could grab this now. Uh, our next steps. Do I have our next steps there? Number one, pray for what God wants you to give for Heart to Give Sunday. That's number one. You got a little, we got, we got a guitarist today. We got a, I'm going to get on these keyboards right here. Do I got it? Anyway, let me stop messing around. Pray for what God wants you to give for Heart to Give Sunday. Number two. Ask God for the faith to increase your giving, your tithe, and your offering. Say, God, I, I honestly don't have the faith, and, and I need the faith, and God will deposit in your heart. God is just checking if there's a willing vessel. And lastly, be creative in your giving with the $5. I believe the moment you taste of generosity, you'll get addicted to it. When you taste generosity, you get addicted to it. You start looking for opportunities to bless people. And all of a sudden, you start living a blessed life and a happy life. Because you're not so consumed with yourself, you're actually looking to bless other people even though you might be going through stuff yourself. So, one, pray for what God wants you to give. For me and my, my household, God has called us to give the first thousand dollars. Maybe God is calling you to do the same, maybe God is calling you to do more. Number two, ask God for the faith to increase your giving. What step are you going to take? Just look at where you're at and take the next step. And lastly, be creative in your giving. I'm going to ask you guys to get up on your feet today. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, Go to kuhau.com slash give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.